Hey guys, welcome back to the Whipped Cream Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Harris. I have a guest on that we've been trying to do this for a while, I know. actually. It's like, I feel like it's been like a year, actually. Um, first of all, thank you guys for tuning in. I have Chippy Nonstop here with me today. We were just talking about off-air. Uh, I'm like, how do you want me to introduce you? And you're like, I don't know. And I have the same problem all the time, too. So I know. I'll let you introduce yourself. I mean, I guess now people know me as a DJ, but I was like an artist rapper like songwriter first but now i've just been djing so much everyone's like oh you're a dj right um see i didn't know that yeah so yeah i mean that's where i started literally like writing music like singing writing other people's songs how long ago when like 10 years ago or like no like no like eight years ago yeah yeah um so we first met at one of my whip events yeah like two years ago maybe maybe more now actually yeah, I think, yeah, it was probably two years ago. And Monique linked that. Yeah. And um, when you went up, I literally remember saying to uh, my friend Ashley later, I was like, yo, she's fucking awesome. You were <laughs> dancing, you were in your own world, you were having so much fun. Yeah. And I was like, yo, she's lit. I love it. <laughs> it was so fun. So, um, um, yeah, I just thought you were like awesome and yeah, I have so your vibe. I, mean, I, I never go out, so I never see you out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm out fun. every night, so if you go out anywhere at any point, I'll be there probably. <laughs> so, how did you get into DJing? Um, okay, well, so yeah, I was making music for a long time. Um, and basically, when I, I was living in LA, I'm, I grew up in California. Um, yeah, when I while I was songwriting, I was under this contract that I wasn't really allowed to put a lot of my own music out. Um, so I didn't really have time to like do any like write any of my own songs because I was working writing other people's stuff. I ha- I wrote some of my songs, but not. I just didn't have enough time. So I like started learning how to DJ. Like my ex boyfriend was a DJ, and like I was just around a lot of equipment. He didn't really teach me, but I was just around everything. So I was like. I can teach myself. I can do all this, you know. And I was like, "This is easy." <laughs> I'm dying to learn how to DJ. Uh, not so you, that I can. Not you so that come I can. To the workshop. I know. I'm gonna. I was just. We'll talk about that. But yeah. I'm, not even so that I can do anything with it. Yeah. I just like literally want to learn for myself. I mean, it's just so fun. Yeah. Like, e- even if you don't want to pursue it, like I think it's like fun to just learn. Even if you're like at a house party and you're like YouTube mixing. The thing that the thing that I think is cool about it is that you can travel and do it anywhere. Yeah. So if you just like want to be like traveling constantly and seeing yeah. different places you can do that literally anywhere so yeah your shit and like that's i mean pre- you have to build a name for yourself well but. yeah i mean that's pretty much what like and also like performing as an artist because i went on tour as an artist a bunch of times and it was just like i'm like wild when i perform so i was just like injuring myself i tore my knee <laughs> ligament like i fell off stages like all the time and like i was just like this is my body's gonna get fucked up and then like now i can i still like do crazy stuff when i dj sometimes but like i can like be chill and like play a set for an hour and not like die but the thing that i like about you when i'm watching you dj is that like i would be like how the fuck is she dancing and having so much fun while doing this but you just seem so free like you don't give a shit well i just i honestly don't understand how people how djs just stand there all serious without dancing because i'm just like you're playing your favorite songs. Like, yeah. how are you not moving? Like, I don't understand. That would probably be me, though, because I'd be so nervous to fuck up. I'd be <laughs> concentrating so hard. So, But, I mean, you're play- like, you play a song and then you stop. Yeah. So, like, it's like you're playing the song out. So there's time to What's dance. your astrology sign? I'm a Virgo. Oh, cool. Are yeah. you, like, super organized and a perfectionist? Well, ev- like, everyone says that's what the traits of Virgo is. And I am in a certain way, but not, like, in a visible way. 
it's weird because when it comes to what like I guess when it comes to like work and organizing my shit and like my calendar and like I make a lot of lists and like I organize all my shit or like plan my like life kind of yeah but not like to the point where it's like anal like oh like I got it you know like I'm not really like that because I go with the flow but but that's a good mix yeah but I don't know if it's like because I I was like that maybe and then I had so much shit like always happening to me that I couldn't like regulate as I would want to so I just kind of let go yeah you know that happens like you have things that are innate like traits of Virgos but I was just like I can't be like that anymore (laughs) because that's just not my life you know what I mean yeah well especially with having that kind of lifestyle yeah exactly you're like all over the place all over the time exactly difficult to be like that I'm more like, oh, if shit happens, if, like, something goes wrong, I'm good at, like, organizing things to make them go right type yeah. of things. Like, like, yeah. But I do, like, make a lot of lists. Like, on my phone, I have thousands of lists. Like, I wake up every morning and, like, oh, this is all the shit I need to do today. Like, that type of organization. But, like, not, like, insane about, like, my clothes or, like, bedroom or, like... So when did you move like to Toronto? Two years ago. Oh, that's Like, it? I was probably just moved when... You asked me. No shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I, well, like, I don't know. I got deported. So I'm, my family lives in California still. Okay, got it. Um, And then I went to Vancouver first. And I just hated Vancouver. So I. Okay, so you went to Vancouver for how long? So, yeah, okay. So, like, so three years ago, I got deported. I went to Vancouver first. I stayed there for, like, I think six months-ish. And then, yeah, I didn't like it. And my friend was like, oh, I'm going to Paris. Like, I'm working there. Like, you should just come and travel and chill with me. We can plan, like, some shows and you can DJ, whatever. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, we just, I went to Europe, stayed there for, like, two and a half months, maybe three. And then I was like, okay, I've been, like, spiraling. Like, I was so fucked up all the time (laughs) because I just got deported. I was, like, so sad. I was just like. Why did that happen? I had a visa issue. Like, there was all these problems. Like, I grew up in California since I was 10 years old. And I'm 26 now. So, like, it happened three years ago. So, yeah, I was. Why do you miss it? Yeah, I miss it a lot. But, like, I miss my friends a lot. And just, like. I guess my life was super different, but then I also, I don't know, like when shitty things, I was like really comfortable, you know, and when shitty things happen to you and you just like have to bring yourself up and like get shit into gear and like work harder kind of stuff, that's like what I did. And like now I feel like... Like it forces you to like have to push yourself. Yeah, like and it forced me to like do different things and like I wasn't touring as a DJ, like I was literally like I would sit in studios all day, like and songwrite and just chill and like I would do I would I would DJ here and there but it wasn't like my whole time like life thing and now I'm just having so much more fun so it like forced me to like just like get out of the bubble I was in and do different shit so I'm just having a lot more fun now I guess but I definitely miss like a lot all my friends and I love my, California. And my, my dad's lived there since I was, like, six. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, where? Yeah. Um, San Bernardino. Okay, true. Yeah. yeah. I, like, lived in the Bay Area for a long okay, time. Cool. And my parents live in San Diego, so, like... Have you been since? No, I'm deported for 10 years. Oh, shit. I, okay, I didn't realize I, it was that long. Like, I'm banned yeah, for yeah, 10 yeah. years. I can't enter. So, Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So, like, yeah, my family... That sucks, because then if you get gigs... 
No, I can't. I yeah. can't work in America. Period. At all. Like I can't enter. I had like I w- I was just in Montreal and we drove by the border and it's like welcome to the USA and I'm like <laughs> like I gotta do. I'm like I can't be here right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, that kind of sucks, but. I, yeah, as I was saying, like, I literally just, like, got my shit together, and I'm just having fun now, so yeah. it's fine. That's nuts. That's yeah. actually so nuts. It's pretty wild. Like, I was in detainment for 12 hours, and they were, like, trying to figure out what to do with me, and I was, like, hysterical. Like, I was in this, like, pretty much jail cell. Like, there was just, like, itchy blankets, and there's a TV that wasn't working, and I started my period in the room. Shit. And I, and there was all guys. Like, obviously, like, I just didn't want to even, like, tell them that yeah. I was on my period. And all, they took away, like, all my stuff, so I didn't have anything. So I, like, literally, like, used the sheets from the bed and, like, didn't tell anyone. And Fuck. I was, like, uh. That's traumatizing. Yeah, I was, like, hysterical. It was insane. And they thought I was, like, going to kill myself. So, like, I was wearing a hoodie, like, with a string like this. I was, like, not that hysterical that I was... Yeah. acting like I was going to kill myself. They, but they, like, took all my shit away, like, the string on my hoodie and, like, my shoelaces, and I had a belt on. Like, they took it off, and I was like, Ugh. Holy fuck. That's intense. Yeah, it was, like, super yeah. intense. Like, so, like, all the shit that's happening now in the news, I'm, like, triggered. I'm, like, I know, Ugh. I know. I know. I was reading about it last it's night. It's crazy. Well, the most recent stuff. Yeah. It's just... I mean, like, you, you, you read about it, yeah. and, like, you're telling me about it, yeah. and I can, like, imagine myself in that scenario, yeah. but you really don't know what that feels like until no, it happens to you. No, it's fucked. Like, I was just, like, for me, at least, like, oh, like, I had the means to, like, get out of there, and, like, the money, like, to, like, because I had to pay for my own flight to Vancouver. Like, I'm just, like, imagining, like, someone who didn't have anything and was just, like, stuck there. It's, like, it's fucked. fucked. Like. And, like, young kids. Yeah, it's, it's so fucked up. I was just like, I couldn't even read about it this morning because I was like triggered. But I was like, okay, I need to like know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, I kind of just want to shut everything off and not know what's going on in the yeah. world because it just makes me fucking depressed. I know. And it's like you feel like, what am I supposed to do to like help? Yeah, that I was like reading comments <clears throat> and all these people are like, what do I? What do? What can we do? Like this can't happen. Like, no, this is not happening in like this world. But like, how much power do we have? Like, yeah. Other than, like, protesting. Yeah. But, yeah. And we're in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so you started... Okay, okay. Yeah. I, first of all, I didn't even realize you've only been here for two years. But yeah. Anyways, um, you started Intercessions, which yeah. I think is so fucking dope. But I want you to tell me more about it. Like, how you started it, why you started it, why it's important, all of it. I just want to know, okay. like, a bit of the background. Well, I mean, I guess I do have, like, a... I have an intense, like, history with, like, working with a lot of dudes in studios. Like, most of the time, it'd just be, like, a bunch of random dudes. I'm like, what do you guys even do? Like, so that was just, like, my history of being around a lot of, like, shady, like, L.A., like, A&R type people. (laughs) And, but, like, I, that wasn't uh, in my mind when I started it. But, like, now that I think about it, it's, like, a lot of stuff that led up to it. You know what I mean? But... Yeah, so, like, when I moved to Vancouver, it was really hard to, like, get gigs because, like, this one company runs everything in Vancouver. They're called Blueprint. And, like, if they don't book you, then you're not getting booked, pretty much. Because they like men. It's all dudes. And, like, there's all these, like, gatekeepers, like, older dudes that play at every venue every night. And you're like, why are these, like, you know, like, guys that don't even know shit about what's happening in the culture now... And that are 
old guys. Like, why are they gatekeepers of, like, new, like... And an entire industry. Yeah, and, like, and it's, like, hip-hop, electronic, like, everything. Like, it was, like, all the same dudes doing everything. So I was just, like, what is happening? And I was, like, oh, like, actually, one of my friends who I just saw in Montreal, he had a... He was organizing a venue or, like, curating this venue. And he hit up my friend, Ree, and he was, like, hey, like do you want to organize some stuff in this venue? And we hit me up and I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like we should start like running some like workshop stuff and, and like get together just like people that are like us. Cause I don't know. There was just like no spaces for us in Vancouver. I felt like, and so we did like a really, really DIY workshop, like literally just got equipped me and my friends, uh, my friend Sophie and, um, shy daughter who's still a part of intercessions who does all the graphics um we just got together collected all this equipment like from anyone we could and did a really diy workshop and it just went so well like all these girls were just like like fully learning how to dj that day like and i need to come and no yeah and so some people were like so good right away and i was just like oh my god like if all these girls were like a part of the community then we could be like a force together you know what i yeah, mean for sure. like because at that point it was just like two or three or four of us like fighting like how i felt i'm there was probably more but like i just moved there and i didn't realize like you know i was like there's not enough girls or like women or queer people or like people of color even like getting booked like I'm just like, there's, everyone's the same guy. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Especially even two or three years ago when you didn't see really female DJs at all. Yeah, exactly. And like, then, I, I, like now it's like. Now it's all of us. Which is <laughs> like, amazing. But like, I remember before it was always dudes. Yeah. Always. I didn't even, like, you didn't even think about you it. You didn't think about yeah. it. You're just like, uh. But yeah, I mean, I would think about it because like, you, I, I always say this. <laughs> I know it's like extreme, but it's like DJing is actually like telling stories. Like, cause like when I, when I DJ, like, sometimes I'll put in an Indian song. Like, I lived in Africa, and, like, I'm Indian, and I lived in the Middle East, too, you know? Like, so I, like, put little things in there, that. you know? And, like, just, like, hints of it, even if it's not, like, super obvious. Like, and so you can tell my life story. But, like, if it's some, like, white guy that grew up in, like, not hating on, like, a suburb and, like, whatever. Like, but if it's just some regular guy that grew up somewhere, didn't like get that diversity, then you keep hearing the same story over and over again. Right. You know, and you can tell like, oh, or if it's just some guy that like listens to the same old shit, then you just keep hearing the same story. Like if that's why we need the diversity. So you hear different types of energy and songs and like, I don't know. It's just so much more fun when there's different. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be white dudes DJing. I'm just saying there should be there should a be mix. more. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And I'm so much like I'm so picky. Like when I yeah. go out with like who Same. the DJ is, or not even who it is, but like what it sounds yeah. like. Because yeah. I'm just like you know when there's like really good. Oh <laughs> you know yeah, for like, sure. Eh. You know? And it can be like songs you don't even know. You can just tell they know how to how to maneuver the night. You know. Right. It's just like makes if it makes sense, it makes sense. So now that you've brought it to Toronto. Yeah. And then I decided when I decided to move to Toronto, I just posted on Twitter, like need help curating this lineup for um, teachers. Cause I have every workshop. I have 
four or five or three sometimes different teachers is that because you want it to be hands-on so you put people into groups or how does that yeah so basically like I want it to be hands-on and I want a lot of like so there's three different types of equipment that we teach sometimes four so like each teacher's specialty is like different equipment and also I want and I also want like diversity in what type of different music they play like oh like oh because, for example, like, the first one we ever did, Cindy, who goes by CL, she plays, like, techno house, like, jungle. She taught. Jungle and, is, like, my literal favorite type of music. It's, yeah. Like, she, old school drum and bass. Yeah. That's she, like, my shit. She plays, like, crazy shit. Like, so she taught, and then Bambi taught, and Nino, and then Internet Daughter. Like, they all, like, like, Nino and Bambi play similar music, but a lot of them play different type of music. Um, and then Diane McNally, who played, plays vinyl and she plays disco. So like everyone plays different type of music. So someone in the audience or like someone in the, some of the students like, oh, like I really want to learn how to mix disco because mixing different genres. must be so hard. Mixing different genres is hard. Like I honestly think mixing hip hop is hard because you can't really mix it. You just cut it. Right. <laughs> like, it's just like so much vocals and like you right. don't know but yeah so yeah so how many times I'm, have you done it here now so we've been doing it once a month now Lulu, really yeah holy shit it's been once a month once a month for the last well like the last six months has been once a month because lululemon um hit me up and we got to use their space and they pay all the teachers like fairly and we get they paid for all the equipment awesome. so they're fully sponsoring intercessions right now that's amazing Congrats. and yeah so when's so the next been, one well june 28th is a production one okay. which is like really intense yeah. so like <laughs> i mean that one I, you have to have a little background but for the djing one it's like you can be fully beginner beginner right. um but july we're gonna do the another Sick. dj one okay cool i'm definitely coming to yeah that. you need to come it's actually really fun like the dj one's like super low pressure like we talk in the cert like literally we're all talking to each other for the first 40 minutes or something and then the last like two hours everyone's just playing around the teachers are like helping you through it and it's like no pressure everyone's like super chill and like people just have fun how many people come um between like i like to keep it not too big but like between like 30 and 50 do you see people now that are coming actually like well like some of the people that came came to the beginning like um stacy sexton who she she djs now like at like around she came to some of the one of the first ones one of the girls who came to the first vancouver one actually runs the vancouver ones now amazing so like that's so dope yeah you love seeing that yeah it's amazing because sometimes for me when we're doing like our events and stuff yeah. there's a lot of people that are doing things with what they've learned but they yeah. don't tell us right yeah so they'll tell you like a year and a half later and they're like yeah i did this and then i did that yeah. and i'm like holy shit like you don't sometimes you forget the impact that you're making because you're on the other side planning exactly and you're busy and you know yeah no for sure like i i mean i like to keep in touch we have like facebook groups that we like stay in touch and like share tips and stuff and like I like to stay in touch with at least the people in Toronto, but like I did it like across Canada and I did it in Europe, across Europe and I did it in Australia. So like it's hard to keep in touch with like everyone, yeah, but yeah. like if I'm, I live here. So like I try to keep in touch with a lot of people here because a lot of the times the questions are like, 
okay, like I came to this workshop, I learned how to DJ, but like, you know, all these like people in our community are so busy. Like, how do I stay connected? And how do I like, that's the hardest keep, part. I yeah. Find. How do I keep in touch when everyone's so busy? So like, I always get that question. So like, now I try to make an effort to like, and honestly, like a lot about DJing is just going out and being seen so people know that you're like ready to be booked right you know so like I tell them that too but a lot of people that want to make music and DJ don't want to go out as much for some <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but like but you have it's, to it's like so important because yeah. if you don't if people don't see your like most of the time I get booked at like three someone's like at 3 a.m at the club being like actually like I have this like, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. so you just have to be seen which is like annoying but you just it's part of it do you find now um a lot of things you're getting booked for are spaces that you actually want to be in because i'm yeah. sure that at the beginning it's difficult to navigate being in spaces where it's like yeah well the thing you know what i mean yeah the thing is like i guess like i before before i came here i, I was still like people kind of knew what i did so people knew what they wanted to book me for because right. i'm so i i think i'm niche like, because I'm not going to play, like, a full, like, trap hip-hop set, like, at Apartment 200. I just can't do it. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I could do it, but I don't. Right. Um. But, yeah, it's just, like, not my vibe. So, like, I guess people already knew because I'm, like, I I had mixes online already and stuff like that when I moved here. And then in L.A., like, I guess it wasn't really, yeah, I was just the circle I was a part of. I was only getting booked for what I sh right. should be getting booked for. But I've definitely, like, accepted gigs for things that I'm just, like, like, I should not have done that. Like, that made no sense. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, and in the moment, you're like, fuck. Yeah. But. I mean, I mean, they're usually the ones with the bigger checks, though. Yeah, of course. So. That's why you do like, it. That's why you do it. But you also realize in the moment, you're like, sometimes that check wasn't even worth it. Depending yeah. on what happens. Like, there's things that can oh, go yeah, down, yeah, you know, yeah. right? Definitely. And it's like. Oh wow, I definitely did not know how to play to that audience. Like like when it's like a really, really young, like just regular audience. <laughs> I don't even know how to I'm just like, oh my god, that it made no sense for me to play that. But I mean <laughs> I like prepare for it more than I would like any a club night that I would play, you know. But, Do you like um playing in Europe? Yeah. Cause playing in Europe I could literally play anything. Yeah. But Play, like, playing in Europe, you have to be, like, actually good. Because even the opener is amazing. You know right. what I mean? Like, you can't just... Like, not hating on Toronto DJs, but there's some DJs here that, like, don't fully know how to play yet. Like, and playing in Europe, they wouldn't be able to hold their own. Like, you actually have to fully know how to mix... Otherwise, people will fucking hate on you. Yeah, I could see like, that. Like, fully sure. bring you down, especially in London. Like, you have to be a good DJ. It's like, because everyone there is a DJ. Yeah, and they're good. And they're good. Yeah. Like, even parties that I've gone to in London that I wasn't even my vibe, I was yeah. like, yo, this DJ is amazing. Yeah. You know? No, everyone's good. Like, a regular bar you walk in, they'll be playing good music. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, here it's getting there. Like, I think because. People are like, okay, like we want to, we want to actually be like, not just Toronto hometown DJs. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially because so many people, especially women, are traveling and being able to create a life for themselves. Yeah, definitely. What do you see? Do you like? What do you see next? Do you want to continue, like growing? Like, what do you see next yeah. for like intercessions and your own 
yeah personal brand i mean i want to keep doing intercessions (laughs) like i love doing it so much and i just love seeing i don't know it's just like the best thing is when you're like just standing there and someone's never dj'd before and then you see them and they like it clicks for them and they're just like and you can tell on their face that this is going to be their life really yeah like i've seen it with a few a few people that come to the workshop like they're like apprehensive at first they're like i really love this but i don't know if i'm good like i don't know if i can do this but they're like really passionate about music and then you see it click when they're playing and you're just like oh yeah like you they're gonna some people it's just like innately in them because like beat matching like sometimes is like i guess not innate to people and sometimes it is. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and sometimes some someone just, like, gets it immediately, and then sometimes they're just like, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Like, cause sometimes it's hard to explain because it's just music, and you just have to move your body and press it, press the button at the right time. But, like, you... It's such a natural thing. It's just, like, dancing. It's, yeah. like, you can be taught, but there are some people that just naturally have yeah. it in their body. Like, you know, like, so when you can learn the choreography, but you don't know if you can, like have the rhythm the other stuff can't be taught yeah exactly it's just simple and plain or like i guess just like the swag of doing it like because you can see when somebody naturally just has it and when somebody's like Like trying to have it which i mean which is like yeah it sucks but it is what it is it is what it is sometimes it's just like in your blood exactly like sometimes like i'm like how did you just do that perfectly like one like one girl walk in and I'll just be like, I know that she's just gonna be a DJ. I think it's just such a fucking cool idea. Yeah. Like when I saw you guys doing it, I was just like, this is such a great yeah fucking I, idea. And like I'm and the another really good part of it is like I meet so many like different DJs around the world that I did when when I do it in other cities like that I've talked to online because we like like a lot of women that we sh- I share like you know we share stories like we have a lot of Facebook groups for like there's this Facebook group called Sister, which is, like, all, like, women in electronic music that, like, make music and stuff um, around the world, and we just, like, share, like, oh, like, don't work with this promoter, like, they did this. Okay, tell me about that. What's the deal with this? There's just, like, certain, that's why Intercessions is also important. There's, like, just certain people that, like, are shady and like won't pay you or like harass like either won't pay you or like dealt with you in like a misogynistic way or like you know are predators of any kind like if anything like that we just share it together so we have a heads up but yeah like i mean there's certain things that we deal with that like dudes probably don't deal with and don't realize like like, for example, like, when I'm trying to set up my sound and someone's, the sound guy's just being like, oh, like, do you even know how to do this type? And just, like, being condescending and, like, then you just end up having to do everything on yourself, by yourself. And, like, it just wouldn't happen to a dude, like, oh, ever. Makes me so fucking annoying. Yeah, and just, like, basic shit and just, like, oh, like, having to hunt the guy down to, like, pay you or, like, whatever. Just, like, regular shit that should just... It should just happen. Like, it would not happen to a dude. Like, the way that it happens to you. Yeah. Like, maybe you guys do have to, like, hunt down the money, but it's not, like, the feeling of a girl doing it is just, like, so different. Because, like, they, I, you feel like you're getting, like, I don't Sloughed know. Off. Yeah, like. Well, I feel like that on set as a yeah. makeup artist. So it's, like, usually makeup and hair yeah. is a girl. Not yeah. always, of course yeah. not. But most of the time it is. Yeah. And, I mean, it even just happened to me recently. It's, like, they'll treat you like 
like I was supposed to leave at a certain time yeah. and I was like listen I can take this gig if I leave at this time and it was like yeah. half an hour before it yeah. up and I was like everything's gonna be done I'm just gonna be sitting there but I have to leave at this time yeah and they said yes 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 and then it yeah. comes down to the day and they're like yeah you can't leave I'm like no I'm leaving so it's just like a test yeah. for myself where it's like yeah. I have to speak up yeah. when I know that I'm not being treated correctly and I yeah. even noticed just even the way men talk on set yeah it's just different. Like they yeah. say something and they ask for it and they get what they want. Yeah. Where it's like, I have to kind of like, I had to like spend a half an hour talking about like why you already said that I could leave. Yeah. Like, no, you already said it. Why am I sitting here having to fucking explain it? And then the annoying part is like, as women, sometimes we blame ourselves. Like I did. I, I started yeah. to do that. Yeah. And we're like, are we not saying it like how we're supposed to like, and it's like, obviously like it's harder for us to stand our ground. Cause we have been brushed off so many times. Like, and it's not our fault, but, like, we feel like it is. and But that's just because society's made us want to feel It's so that nasty so emotions that go through your yeah. head in the moment because I'm like, oh, my God, they're not going to like me. I'm like, why do yeah. I even want to be liked by yeah. you? You said you were going to do something, so have integrity and do it. Exactly. You know, and so it's like all the shit's going on in my head when they're not thinking about that. Yeah, they're thinking shit. Yeah. And that's, that's why I sometimes I'm like, oh, is that why guys get shit done? Because they're literally not thinking. They just say whatever, get it done. I think so. <laughs> I think that's a part of it. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's something that we also have to take on. Yeah. And I know it's like we're socialized and, and taught to yeah. not really speak up and worry if everyone likes us so exactly. that's part of it yeah but i think knowing that and then also yeah like if i don't like now i'm at the point where it's like if i don't speak up for something that yeah. i know isn't kind of like sitting well yeah i actually can't take it yeah like it'll just drive me crazy it'll ruin my whole fucking day so i'm like why don't i just speak up and get it over with exactly but you then know? sometimes it's like because we are emotional like if i bring if I say something and then it, like, backfires, like, it, that fucks me up even more. Yeah. So I'm just, like, uh, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I get, like, uh, like, am I, like, gonna, for example, like, even this was a little thing, but I was, like, at a restaurant and there was these two dudes, like, the restaurant was fully empty. And these two dudes came sat and sat directly next to me and they just started talking so loud at each other. And I'm just like, oh, like, by yourself. I was by myself. And I was just like, I was on my phone and it was like, it wasn't like a full, it was like a, like a falafel place. Like it wasn't like a fancy restaurant yeah. or anything. And they just sat right next to me. The full restaurant was empty. Why do people do that? And they were just talking. I don't get that. And like, no, no, I'm sorry. No woman would come sit right next to you and start talking so loud when you know that you're like a person alone. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't go sit next to one dude sitting sitting alone and just start talking with my friend really loud right next to them. Like, that's just super disrespectful. And so I'm, I, instead of like saying something, I just moved because I'm not going to like waste my energy to beef on that, even though I feel like they were being like hella disrespectful. Like just, on like, purpose though? No, not on purpose, but just like, it's like, I'm sorry, like you don't walk into a restaurant and just start talking hella loud with your two, with your one friend when it's the restaurant's just like empty. I was, when I used to, I mean, I drive now, but when I used yeah. to take the subway every day, yeah. I would always be like, if like, if it was a time where it wasn't busy yeah. and like someone will come and sit right beside you. I'm like, why are you sitting like, here? Right There's next so many other fucking spaces. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> but yeah, like, it's like to choose your battles. But like, basically that was the point of that story. Yeah. No, I get it's it. Like, I chose my battle. I think more for me when it comes to work. Yeah, only to work, yeah. Like, I have to, like, I've noticed that, like, so many times in the past where I didn't speak up and then I'd yeah. get pissed because I didn't get what I wanted. And I'm like, well, I'm responsible for not saying something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's no, kind definitely. of, like, how I have, have had to train my brain. Definitely. Even though there's moments where I'm like, well, 
this guy probably won't hire me again yeah. because I did speak up. Yeah. Because most of the time it's like the more you shove shit under the rug, yeah, you'll keep getting more but gigs. The, but it's like, I don't even want to work with you if you can't, like, if you're not going to keep your It's not worth word. it. It's yeah. really not worth it. Like, but that's another thing about intercessions. We share, like, experiences like that and stories like that about work and, like, you know, like, certain venues, like, oh, that, like, club venue owner, like, this is how they treat you, so that's how you need to tread with that. Like, you and know And then club I mean? venue owners owners excuse me are always dudes they're always dudes and they're mostly white dudes because yeah. like who else has money to fucking buy a club and like not do anything yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah and it, all the promote like all the bookers like and that's why like people did me and um well cindy cl we like created a database a list of all the women in the city that dj and yeah it's and what genres they play and their soundcloud link and like so so food which just opened they use that to book what all the people that they're booking that's now. sick so where do you keep yeah. this list we it's just online oh, like okay. it's on a google doc like i posted it on my facebook oh, got it, and got like it. twitter and like everything um that's actually really fucking smart but yeah and then cl like uh, organized it and then we like both together like worked on it and just kept adding people and yeah so that's like promoters kept using this excuse like there's just no actually there's just no like uh femmes and women in that are DJing this genre or like or they don't play vinyl so we can't book them or like there's this one disco party here that like you have to have like 20 ex years of experience on vinyl or something insane and it's like no, like, that's unrealistic. Like, so they only book wh old white dudes because you have to have 20 ex years. Well, that's maybe just a really good excuse. Like, I'm like, okay, that's not real. Like, <laughs> Is there a lot of um, competition within the, f like, this, like, community of DJs when it comes to women? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it. It yeah. seems like everybody's, like, kind of in it together. I, I but mean, I don't know. I feel like it's more camaraderie because, like, we deal with a lot of shit. Um, but I, like, I don't, I don't feel competitive, but, like, maybe, like, some people in their heart do because, like, some people get certain gigs mm -hmm. that they don't, but I think there's enough to go around. Um, I think we're all getting a lot of gigs right now. I know. It seems like every, like, DJ that I see is, like, working constantly. Yeah, pretty much. We're, I think we're all getting, like, everyone is getting what they deserve, I think. <laughs> like, I think everyone's getting the gigs that they deserve, and I think everyone's, everyone I know that's a part of my, like, friend circle, like, I mean, I hang out with all femme DJs, pretty much, and, or, like, queer, like, gay guys, like, you know, like, that's my whole circle of friends, so I, and we're not competitive. Like, if I can't do a gig, I pass it on to one of my other friends. If I, if I get asked, who else do you want to be, because, like, a bill has three, four people on it, you know? So, like, if I get asked who else you want to be on this lineup, I'll recommend. Oh, that's bomb that people ask you that. Oh, all the time. I love like, that. Like, I'm playing a party tomorrow for Editorial Magazine, and I got asked who else you want to be on the lineup, so. Okay, so, yeah. So, I mean, last question, I yeah. think. But it's Pride right now for yeah. those who are listening. Yeah. So, what's your favorite thing about, like, just being involved in it? I mean. As a DJ. I Not mean, someone that's going to it, but, like, working. Well, I mean, Pride is just fun, obviously. And I get to play whatever I want. Everyone loves it. Like, I get to play, like, all the, you know, Rihanna, Beyonce I want and, like, mix it in with the weird shit I want. And, yeah, like, everyone that's listening is 
wants to hear what I want to hear. So it's I don't just have, such good energy. It's just like good. I haven't done anything yet, but I'm hoping that I can this oh, weekend. Oh, it's but. so fun! Like last year was so fun, and I'm excited for this year too. Yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna be amazing. And so, where are you playing? Well, I'm actually tomorrow. I'm playing at Editorial Mag, and I'm actually not doing uh, like I did two Pride events already or three Pride events already. So I'm not doing any other like main stage ones. I'm just doing after parties and stuff. Okay, cool. So, but it'll be fun. I'm doing one. I'm doing one at the Opera House. Oh, cool. On Saturday, but Friday I'm like. Full- I've seen that one before. Yeah, it's like I feel like it's it's like an insane like rave vibe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'm doing Opera House on Saturday, and then I'm just gonna party on Friday and. <laughs> Like, probably DJ. Well, I'm DJing after party, but it's just, I don't even know where, where it is. So. I don't know how you guys do it. I would be so <laughs> fucking tired all the time. I'm sure I mean, you are, I am. But I'm like, I am tired, like, a lot. But and, well, once you just keep going, then you That's like, true. Yeah, you're like, that oh, is true. Like, when you don't, when you, uh, when you stop, I know. I know. I know. That's when you're fine. It's when you, like, take that minute to, like, be like, I need to really rest right now that you're like, fuck, this feels good, and then you don't. I know, yeah. that momentum. Yeah, like yesterday, <clears throat> I got back, or Monday night, I got back from Montreal, or Tuesday, I guess, 2 a.m., and then the next day, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay in bed all day, and then my friend called me, was like, uh, let's do something, and I was like, you know what, like, it's probably week, I'm just going to keep going so yeah. I don't get tired. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for I having me. I love what you're me. doing, and you're also so much fucking fun. And I'm definitely coming to the next you, one. You, you, you've 100%. been saying that. No, no, but I didn't, no, because the next one you oh, told yeah. me was the production one in June, yeah, okay, so I was the, like, okay, June. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that one's intense, but then July, it'll, it'll For sure. Be when one. are you posting that? Uh, after, right, June 